Welcome back to the Warchan Kingdom. Back here with a 22 plus two crew. They, they pull a lot of different reads, so they're hard to defend. They're hard to move an offense against. So it was a good game. We come out on top. But when did you watch the game at Tulsa? I watched the game in Florida. It was uh, it was probably one of the most pleasurable games. I was able to watch it by poolside, uh, so it was it was kind of neat. About seventy eight degrees outside. Nice little whiskey wind and just just a nice day all together. Well, those of us season ticket holders watched it at the cool side, which would be Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> it was not 78 degrees. <laughs> it was so windy in the tailgate, but there was no wind in the stadium where you were at. Nowhere. Not really in the stadium at all. Uh -oh. So it wasn't bad at all. So next, so we uh we talked about um how we ended up or or what we've ended up in our prediction. So I'm gonna go ahead and give the breakdown here. So so right now Ronnie is leading in the predictions. He's he's gotten four, he's led four times this year. Randy with three, I have three, Lindley with one. Kevin, sorry, you just didn't quite make the list. Paul, you might make the list this week. <laughs> But you know what? I ought to be leading because I'm the only one that won when the Chiefs covered the point spread. <laughs> and that doesn't happen very often this year. Anyway. <laughs> so, guys, some, some some excitement. This is kind of what I was trying to lead up to a little bit earlier is the Chiefs have now went ahead and they've signed three different individuals. One of those individuals, you know, formerly a Charger, then went to the Broncos. Now is on the practice squad for the Chiefs and Melvin Gordon. What do you guys think of the signing? I I think that's a I think he's gonna get moved up from practice squad quick and he's gonna be in the game. Uh, Melvin Gordon, he was a beast back in the day. I'm not sure how good he is now. He, well he's gotta keep him from fumbling. Yeah, he fumbles a lot. Give you a stat, Chauncey. Give you a stat. In the 11, 13 games that Melvin Gordon with the Chargers and the Broncos have played against the Chiefs, his total yards gained were a 1,100 yards. Wow. So that's a big stat right there. And that doesn't include passes out of the backfield. He was a beast against the Chiefs, always. Now, we know what happened in Denver this year. Just look at what's going on in Denver. So, you know, in the fumbling issue, Jamal Charles had a fumbling issue early on. I think his is lack of focus, lack of, you know, when you think, oh, my God, right? But here's the other thing. Players are punching the ball, are so much bigger and stronger than they were six years ago, seven years ago that they're physically punching balls out and causing fumbles. So it's not always the runner's fault when they fumble. It's just a good play by the other person. That is true. And you have to realize, although he had five fumbles in Denver, only one of those fumbles went, they lost it. It went to the other team. There was, the other four was recovered by the Broncos. That's part of the new form tackle is punching at the ball as you're tackling. So I, I think it's a good sign of, We'll see. You know, uh, I think they're just going to keep everybody fresh, and that's what they're doing. And I don't think that uh, with that signing that uh, CH is coming off injury reserve. No, I don't think so either. I think that pretty much sealed it for him. But if they move Melvin Gordon up, somebody has to go back down. Who do you guys think that person will be? Ronald Jones. 
as much as I see it, it's got to be Ronald Jones. And so that tells me that there's something with Ronald Jones that either they don't see how he fits or something. I mean, it just seems odd that not, and not that you wouldn't get fortunate enough that a talent like Melvin Gordon is cut and you can go pick him up for nothing. Perfect in the passing game. I mean, that's a guy that can, that can get up the field. I think the chiefs will find ways to get him the ball and keep him out of situations where he, you know, fumbles like he did this year. Uh, a lot. Melvin Gordon is a poor man, Christian McCaffrey. I hope so. And he, he, and to me, he'd be he's perfect for this offense. I mean, just yeah. just perfect for this offense. And I think this might be a move more towards next year as well. Yeah, because it is the eighth last year. Yep, I uh, I totally agree with that one. McKinnon's a one year contract. Yep, I totally agree with that one because you could end up using him for a couple different years, and it might be, it it might be pretty dang nice to see how they use him yeah so that's the big name but there's another guy that kind of flew under the radar as the discussions happen by the name of brian edwards do you guys remember brian edwards from the raiders from the raiders so yes he played with the raiders for two years he went to atlanta and now back with the chiefs um when he kind of played around i guess with the raiders year number one which I'm assume would be his rookie year or whatever. He, he didn't blow anybody's socks off necessarily, but year two. So he went from, you know, basically caught 11 passes for 193 yards the first year, year number two, he catch catches 34 catches for 571. So all of a sudden he started to take off and, and I haven't figured out why the Raiders made the decision to part ways with him, but they parted ways with him. He ends up in Atlanta, uh, only gets, you know, three catches for 15 yards was only targeted five times. So I don't know if Atlanta just doesn't see it, but for us, I think he would be a perfect fit. The guy's speedy. Uh, he's smart with the ball. And I think this is kind of what you mentioned with Gordon, where it could be a year uh, move for next year as well. What do you guys think? Well, well, I really don't know too much about him. So I think you know, man. Paul, I don't know. Really? <laughs> I think maybe there's some off-field stuff that's getting him kind of punished on field. You know what I mean? Yeah, could um, be. Very well could be. I, I think that's why the Raiders got rid of him. Uh, you know, they, they're they kind of trying to hold players to a higher standard nowadays um, than they did in the past, and which is good. I, I remember one year, all of Dallas, all of Dallas uh, defensive line was all felons. I mean – <laughs> <laughs> that used to be the Raiders <laughs> right so I think they're they're trying to hold them to a new standard I mean they hold the fans to a certain standard every stadium has a code of conduct that is pretty strenuous and if we gotta have a code of conduct the players definitely should have to and I, I think they're punishing them on the field for antics off the field lately my belief is look at his last two teams. Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders, and now Atlanta Falcons. The teams are in the toilet. Both. Now they both have like four and six records or whatever. But if you don't make a bright sudden impact, they're gonna let you go. And with the invention of the new practice squad rules, I mean, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, so I think that's just like another uh, 
same for next year. You know, we don't know about Juju. We don't know about, you know, that MBS contract's going to come hit hard next year after one year. Uh, we already know it's pretty much a done deal that McCall Hartman's gone. And we don't know about Tony. One week, now he's hurt. You know, they need to fix his legs. You know, Tony was a first-round draft pick last year. And so when that was talked about in the draft, that if uh, Tony was Chiefs were looking at him as a replacement for Tyreek, I had to say that because everybody mentions Tyreek during everything. And, uh, but so, yeah, it's just more of a, um, a building to stash for next year. But I think the biggest move the Chiefs made yesterday was Brandon Williams, who's played with the Baltimore Ravens for nine years and was a Pro Bowl defensive tackle. 331 pounds. Which, which was the third you know, one I was going to go to and the, and the beauty part of Brandon Williams is, is I don't know if you guys have caught this or not, but most of our runs are given up, up the middle with naughty, a guy that I felt like came in and started playing well when he first came in. And I just feel like he's kind of tapered off. This might really shore up an opportunity for Chris Jones and, you know, Dunlap and, and Frank Clark and Karloftis and guys like that. If he can end up beefing up in the middle at an all pro Level, even if it's not this year, even if it's you know a, a look, couple. Look, of years. Who, look who's on there already, Danny Shelton. Danny Shelton's a three hundred pound defensive tackle too, nose tackle. So if you put two of those two boys in the middle on first down, what's the hell with our with our secondary and our linebackers? Yeah, I mean seriously, we do those two beasts in the middle with Chris Jones and whatever. We don't need Frank Clark. Trust me, Frank Clark don't impress me at all. I think Frank Clark's not getting enough credit. He, he, no, he's good. He's good. But the rotation, you got to keep these guys fresh. We're going to make the playoffs. Okay. We're not going to fall flat on our face. So we have five games left. I believe seven, seven games. Well, we got, we got them on seven. We got seven games left. Hell yeah, whatever it is. And then we, we're going to be in the playoffs. So we need to keep these guys fresh. And I think that that's where we're at right now. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally agree with that. These guys talk about how their legs are jelly after these games and, and how it gets worse throughout the season. You know what I mean? So they, they need breaks. I don't believe that when people say, well, they signed Melvin Gordon due to the fact that we played the Broncos twice, it ain't going to matter who we sign. No. We're going to spank the damn Broncos. They ain't won a game since when? 2000 and what? <laughs> When's the last time the Broncos – when Joe – What's his name? No, Peyton Manning was the quarterback. That's the last time the Broncos won a game against the Chiefs. And the last time that they were actually even relevant. I know. So people say they signed Melvin Gordon for his playbook. No, he didn't. We don't need him for the playbook. No, we don't. The Chiefs have something in mind, and I think that that's where we're at. And, And, you know, they released Austin Ryder who was their Super Bowl starting center from the practice squad to well, sign one of those guys. Yeah, and I, and I think they had to. I mean, I think you're getting to a point where if you're going to stash some of these guys and hope to have them next year, you're going to have to start releasing guys who maybe you don't necessarily want to release. But, you know, it's it, the Chiefs aren't, you know, they, they've actually released guys that nobody's picked up. They went and got them later in the year due to an injury or whatever else. And they've come in and performed fine. So, you know, don't don't think that that's not a possibility if for some reason we ended up needing an offensive lineman that he couldn't come back if they decided to bring him back. 
But yeah, I totally agree with you. And, and I think those two signings, especially Gordon and, uh, you know, the latest signing with, with Williams, Williams I, I just think to me, those are to have those guys to spell people when they need those breaks, or if the game's out of hand, put them in there and let them play. It's going to be exciting. So very exciting news for sure. I like the signings to me. I like every single one of them. And, you know, I, again, we have our opinions as to why they signed them. There may be some other reason they have to sign these guys. Maybe they do have a plan for every single one of them starting this week. I mean, we don't really know, but you know, Melvin Gordon has got the athletic ability. And if he can, you know, get back to the form that he was two years ago, he could help this team a bunch right now in the run game. I like, I know, and it, it, but you know, at the expense of who? Well, and that's where you where you got to get in. I think he's probably the third down possible back. The maybe if you get around goal line, and unfortunately, that starts falling on the McKinnon side of things. Well, Pacheco, McKinnon's out right now with a hamstring. No, not he didn't practice today, really. Well, Pacheco, right? Hey, how many games do you play in college? What? Eight, nine? Yeah. They listen to questionable today, the first day during the So so they're gonna they may look at spelling him more as the game goes along because they don't want to wear him out. Yeah, and, it, and, and, and to be honest with you, ball. if if McKinnon is is starting to have a hammy, why not go ahead and put him down? like on an injured reserve or something like that. Cause I, the injured reserve thing has totally changed. I don't know if you guys, you know, really just, if it's clicked to you the way it has me, but injured reserve, it used to be, they put a guy on injured reserve and they basically could come back. Year. Yep. Now it's like they can injured reserve them for four weeks or something. I mean, it's the weirdest thing. Right. All done because of COVID. That's the only good thing that COVID brought. Well, and, and to me right now, um, if we can get by with Pacheco and Ronald Jones and, you know, if they pull up Melvin Gordon, I'm fine with that. I, I have no issue with the three of those. I, I love McKinnon, but I'd rather have him for the stretch run in the playoffs than right now in the games that, I mean, this. Yeah, well, he's at, he averaged seven yards a carry the last game but it wasn't a ton of carries either. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see him in a little bit more expanded role, giving the ball a little bit more. I'd even like to see him toss it out of the backfield and, and, and see how he does with, you know, one of those catches out of the backfield, see how he runs. Cause do you remember what the most memorable Ronald Jones was against Kansas City Chiefs? No. Tampa Bay. 98 yard run. That was terrible. So, I'm, I mean, if, if he could do that for us, I mean, I'd love that. And he can if he gets a chance, but I don't think he's going to get the chance. Maybe That's the problem. Punt you know, I don't think he's going to get the chance. And I don't think that the Blendy just said punt return. You know, once uh, Tony got hurt, that screwed that up. But I don't think that they're going to make McDuffie a punt return because they think he's going to take a shot to the head. And, you know, it just that just makes it difficult to put the people where they need to be. And that's why I think Watson will do it because, you know, as much as I like Watson, I mean, if something happens to him, they've got other wide receivers they could plug in and play. I like Watson. He's doing good. He's doing a damn yeah. good job. My hope is is that He's they, they resign injury, him. 
All right. So we've talked a little bit about last week. We talked about the signings they got coming. Now we got to talk about the elephant in the room, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that the last we couple. We talked about Paul for a second. <laughs> Is he a Bengal? <laughs> so the the Bengals have had our number uh we've had them twice and turn around and let them come back and win what makes you guys think that this if if we start out with a big lead what makes you guys believe that this is going to be different this year go ahead paul i don't think it'll be a big lead off the get-go but i think we're going to step on the gas like we haven't done in the past it's a secondary. It's a secondary. They're already saying, bring me, bring me their best. We'll shut them down. They got confidence. Yeah, there. the, the second, our secondary is hidden. <laughs> and interview after interview this week have said they're going to shut them down. They got their number. They've been watching film. Like, but that, that could be overconfident. And, uh, you know, that's happened in the past, too, where they, they think it's just going to be easy for them, and then they screw up. Uh, I mean, they're favored actually right now by 2.5 points. So, but it's a 52.5. Well, Vincent's not going to kill us on the run, and they're not too sure if Jamar Chase will be back yet. But I, I just think their secondary is confident. And back in the day, they weren't confident. Although they're both supposed to play, I, I just think our secondary, our defense is more focused. We didn't have Bolton in there all the time last year. The only person there for them that didn't practice today is the their outside tackle, yep. Collins. We they don't have the line. We have a better defense overall than we have last year. Absolutely, and the defense is going to make the deep the difference. Trust me. And uh, you know, with our blitz scheme we got going on, oh boy, they need to watch out because here we come. Yeah, Reed said they got their number, and I'm on. I'm gonna trust in that. And Mahomes fired up. You know, that baby came early. God, I mean, God gave us an early Christmas present to have that baby turn now. Patrick Mahomes, the third. Bronze. Bronze. No, Reed did say, Justin Lee said, give me Higgins. Yeah. Just give me Higgins. I'll take care of him. I'll shut him down. That's his words. Well, and, and, and I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, I still think it's stewing in the mind of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes over last oh, yeah. year and how Travis that game was lost. Yesterday in the interview, he said, he said, I haven't played my best That's against That's a New them. Heights podcast? Yeah. Shout out to New Heights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you, that's a great podcast. Them guys are hilarious. I mean, Travis is a card anyway, but, you know, Jason's pretty funny, too. Jason's funny as hell. All right, let's get some predictions. Well, all right, since Ronnie's in such a hurry. Ronnie, Ronnie, what's, what's your prediction? 28-24. Who you got winning? Jeez. Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going 24 to 10. Who you got, Lenny? 24 to 10? Well, he think, Paul really thinks we're shutting them down. Yeah. He just said things are going to change. I'm really? thinking 32-27, Chiefs. Okay. Mahomes is getting four touchdowns. I fucking guarantee my French. I guarantee it. Four touchdowns through the air. So what do you got? It's going to be 34 <laughs> 20, 28. So I snap more touchdowns, 28. And so I think the, the Bengals 
are going to be excited for this game. I think they can't wait to play us. I think the excitement's going to get to them. I think they're going to have some struggling issues because I think we're going to do some things that frustrate them. And I'm going to say that it's going to be a 28 to 17 game. Chiefs. I, I feel like the Bengals are looking at us like one of those, you know, tramp games. They're overlooking us because they've had our number. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be Pastor Holmes first 0 3 against another quarterback. And I feel Sorry. like myself that Andy's probably already started looking at this before the Rams game just because I didn't. I had a, several people texting me saying, what the heck are we doing with a, you know, a, a what was it, a pass out and then a pass back to Patrick Mahomes and then he's trying to pass it down. Why are we just not doing what we do? And I think they just wanted to pull out some plays to mess around Shut to kind of, up. you know, like you guys said before. We'll set people up for for something later on down the line. Mahomes would have completed that pass if he just threw it when he caught it. Yep. It was wide open. Or threw it to the other open person. Yeah, there was two people open on that time, but Mahomes hesitated, and that was it. And, you know, I think myself, when, when he really focuses in against a team, you know, taking, for example, the Bengals, a team that he really – remembers you know the opportunity that he he lost to go to the super bowl over the way they played in the second half he's already I, said Dave, he's, he's going to be focused and during that focusing time i'm telling you i just i feel like his energy is going to exude to the defensive side i think there's some stuff defensively we haven't shown yet that we're going to show and you know you guys are, are dead on i mean to me we've got one of the best linebacking cores in the nfl we got one of the best secondaries in the NFL, and the only area that we may be having some issues is right up the middle. And if their signings work out with Williams and, and they're able to bring some of them guys up, and uh, that could change too. And maybe that's what they're doing is just waiting around to give those guys some time when we're playing, say, the Broncos and the, and the Raiders and teams like that so they can get acclimated to that right before the playoff run where they're fresh and they understand what they're doing. And let's let's don't forget to give Lacherius need some credit. I, he's supposed to be one of the best players on the Chiefs roster right now. And I hope it don't go like the rap that Severus Ward did. Although Severus Ward is playing a high high uh, high game at San Francisco, but Lacherius Need is doing a great job for the Chiefs. He, he's a he's an all around. He can play anywhere in that secondary. Yeah, and, and and being the the you know, long tooth guy, I guess the one that's been there the longest or whatever. I think he's doing a good job of, of helping to keep the secondary to focus in on what they need to do and not do a Tyrone Matthew, turn your hand, turn your back to the people and throw your hands in the air and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's uh it's going to be a great game. It just sucks that that Miami game, San Francisco games on at the same time. Yeah, I think that's going to be another phenomenal game. And you know what? If San Francisco can play up to their ability and they could possibly knock off the Dolphins, boy, what a race it'd be between the Dolphins yeah, and the Bills. The, the Philadelphia needs to knock off the Titans. I think playing the Titans, and, you know, the Titans gave us a rough time. It, it sort of uh, steadied the calm the, when the things don't. You know, between the Titans – and this last game against the Rams, our offense didn't play as the best. I think it's time for them to play the best. Yeah, they're they're due a good game. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. And, you know, we always play better on the road. 
That we do. Yeah. We average 32 points a game on the road and 24 home. I can't even watch TV. I'm tired of seeing Bengals with the FC Championship game trophy last year. We beat them in every stat except for defense. They're rated 10th. We're rated 11th. Well, and you know what? Some of that, too, could be the teams that they're playing, and that's what people tend to forget is you look at the schedules a lot of times, and we've played the tougher schedule at the beginning of the year. Some of these other teams are going to have to start playing some of the tougher teams, and then let's see how that shakes out. Cincinnati has the toughest schedule at the end of the year. So let's let's see if they can maintain that, you know, number 10 after, you know, playing some of those teams. Yeah, I am, I am rooting for the Colts to beat the Cowboys. Just a bit painful to buy it. <laughs> the fighting Jeff Saturdays. Passing, 20th in rushing. They're 27th in rushing. We don't – our rushing game needs to improve, yeah, for real. Joe Mixon, man. Joe Mixon had a game where he runs 280 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, what are you going to expect? Their stats are going to be skewed. Well, again – and they're playing. Look at their schedule. Yeah, exactly. The, that, that, so. that schedule makes a big difference. And, and to be honest with you, too – if you get behind and the team is playing your pass and you're doing the handoff and letting Mixon run 10, 15 yards and tackling him because you're trying to run the clock, that pads a lot of stats too. So we'll see after they play some more teams that are a little tougher and those games are closer if he continues to be able to pad those stats that way. Right. So, well, we've got everything all wrapped up here, fellas. Just a few minutes left. Anything you guys want to bring up to the fans of either – the 22 plus two review Facebook page. You guys want to talk about that at all or, or yeah, you're good. Oh, that's a lot going down. Paul might come back and do some reviews. We probably have 50 ready to go, but let's look at this schedule. Okay. Bingo played the Steelers. Okay. Yeah, really? That's Steelers ain't nothing. They played the Cowboys. Cowboys beat them. Bengals played the Jets back with who was their quarterback? The guy from Baltimore. Yeah, he's not now. No, it was Zach Wilson, but he got hurt. So they played the Jets. Not good. Bengals did beat the Dolphins with a third-string quarterback, Skylar Thompson from K-State. That's right. right. That's when was out. Bengals got beat by the Ravens, 19-17. Look at the score there. Then they played the Saints, 30-26. We, we all know what the Saints record is, right? Yep. Then they played the Falcons, 35-17. This is where they... We know what that schedules. Then they got their butts by the Browns, 32-13. Then they played the Panthers, 42, really. And then they played the Steelers again, and then they beat the Titans. So they haven't played shit. The only team they played worth anything was the Cowboys and the Titans. And the Titans. So, yeah, so they're, the back end of their schedule is going to probably, you know, it'll right the ship with that. With with their stats, Browns, Buccaneers, Patriots, Bills, Ravens, and that I think to me, to be honest with you, the Bills, Dolphins, and and the Bengals are an intriguing just to see how that's going to shake out because they all three could make the playoffs, or one of them could make the playoffs depending on how this these next several weeks go. Well, we'll find out tomorrow night as a start. Yeah, the Bills going to get beat. Yep, we'll see what happens. Tomorrow night. 
All right, so so that's going to do it for this week, fellas. Thanks again for joining in. Appreciate you coming in each and every week, getting the opportunity to discuss with you the games and, and being a Chiefs fan. So thanks for coming there each and every week for me. Yeah, no problem. You. All right, Go guys. Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Thank you for listening to the War Chant Kingdom. Each and every week during this season, we try to talk about the games that have just passed and the upcoming games. We try to talk about things that could have happened or should have happened or things that we expect to happen in the upcoming games. But did you know that the War Chant Kingdom is not just a podcast? That's right. You can find us on Facebook groups under War Chant Kingdom. In that Facebook group, you will see several postings from the War Chant Kingdom podcast, but you'll also find several goodies there for you to purchase. That's right. The War Chant Kingdom also has items available for purchase. Everything from shirts to jerseys, shoes to hats. The War Chant Kingdom's providing it for you. Go to your next Chiefs game in style and find that one-of-a-kind hat, jersey, shoes, coats, whatever it is you're looking for. The War Chant Kingdom. Find us on Facebook under the Facebook group section at War Chant Kingdom.